Are you an introvert or an extrovert? Society often makes us feel like we are one or the other, but in reality, these personality traits are two opposite ends of a spectrum, and most of us fall somewhere in the middle, though often leaning one way or the other. I'll admit, it took me a while to figure this out for myself. I couldn't figure out why I was getting so burnt out in my work, why I felt the need to pull away and hide, and then I realized that much of my work involved people, teaching private lessons and college classes, directing choirs, attending staff meetings and planning meetings, etc. When I realized what I was feeling was a natural part of being an introvert, I planned my days and weeks differently. I became aware of how and when I used my social energy, and I was much more intentional about rest and alone time. Susan Cain, researcher and author of the New York Times bestseller, Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking, explained that extroverts need higher levels of stimulation to feel their best, while introverts prefer quiet, minimally stimulating environments. Now, this stimulation may be social, but it can also be everyday things like bright lights or noise like the radio or podcasts, music playing, leaf blowers, traffic, etc. And it can include visual clutter too. Psychology author and educational consultant Kendra Cherry noted, unlike extroverts who gain energy from social interaction, Introverts have to expend energy in social situations. Can you relate to that? I know I can. It's actually more common than you might think. Susan Cain found that, according to some of the latest research, one-third to one-half of us are introverts. That's one out of every two or three people you know. But you'd never guess that, right? She continued. That's because introverts learn from an early age to act like pretend extroverts. Regardless of how you feel on the inside, you might feel as if you need to pretend to be energized in order to portray strong leadership skills. But being an introvert doesn't mean that you are inferior, and it doesn't mean that you can't lead, teach, or direct just as well as those who are more extroverted. The secret is to use your natural strengths, and that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm Ashley Danu, and you're listening to Field Notes on Music Teaching and Learning. Writing Field Notes is a way of documenting and processing what we see in the world. This podcast is a collection of creative ideas, practical strategies, and thoughtful observations from the field of music teaching and learning. Here you'll find creative and pedagogically sound teaching tips, fresh new approaches you can use in your ministry and teaching, and insight into a few tried-and-true systems and creative processes designed to help you do your best work. Let's get started. Introverts have a number of unique strengths. Honesty, so valuing authenticity and truth, and striving for clear, honest communication and feedback. If this is a trait that you feel like you have, You want to make sure that you balance this with kindness and awareness of how others receive feedback and suggestions. Another strength is dedication, doing good work and paying attention to the details. 
if this sounds like you, take breaks and make sure to have other hobbies and things to fill your time so you don't get burnt out. Thoughtfulness. Being introspective and reflective and thinking carefully about how to teach, present, and communicate with others. If this sounds like you, be careful that you don't get too wrapped up in what others might think. Listening skills. Paying attention, observing, and listening before you speak. If this sounds like you, make sure you find a way to express your thoughts and don't just defer to the more extroverted people in the room. Connection. Forming deep personal connections with others one-on-one or in small group settings. If this sounds like you, just know that large groups may feel really draining for you, but one-on-one deep personal relationships can be actually really invigorating. And intentionality. Showing appreciation and gratitude to others. If this sounds like you, again, be careful about getting too wrapped up in what others might think. These strengths are valuable characteristics. Not only do they set you apart in the world, they make you a thoughtful, reflective teacher and a dedicated leader. And if you channel these strengths, they can help you survive as an introverted music educator in an extroverted world. If you're fighting burnout and struggling to make it through each week, here are some practical tips that might help from one introvert to another. Number one, work alone before teaching. Teaching a class or several lessons or leading rehearsal for however large a group can take a lot out of you. So if you know that being around people drains your energy quickly, make sure you prepare accordingly and don't exert too much social energy earlier in the day. Set some clear boundaries for yourself. Avoid scheduling meetings or extra lessons, extra rehearsals on a day when you already do a lot of teaching. Set some limits on when you check and respond to emails. And put your phone on do not disturb for a few hours while you're working to avoid being interrupted. Number two, look for opportunities to connect. Get to know your students or your choir members, their interests, their families, what's important to them. Talk to them at the beginning of lessons or make conversation with small groups of students as they arrive. This is an introvert's strength, remember? This is the best way to encourage authenticity and connection between you and your students and build community within a group. Number three, be honest, but kind. As I mentioned before, honesty is a trait most introverts naturally have, but there is such a thing as being too honest or blunt sometimes. As an introvert, you may appreciate directness and value honest opinions, but some people may not feel the same way. Be careful not to disregard people's feelings and instead be honest but give feedback kindly, gently, and respectfully. Number four, take time to be quiet. Introverts are often more sensitive to noise and visual stimuli than extroverts. Listening to podcasts, watching videos or stories on social media, reading articles with busy ads and banners on the webpage, even just listening to music on the radio can be draining after a while. Prepare for your class, 
lessons or rehearsals by taking some time to recharge and just be quiet. Do something relaxing. Read a book, go for a walk, do some reflective writing or creative work of some kind. Number five, focus on your physical presence and speech. If you're in a position, virtual or in-person, of having to get up in front of a large group on a regular basis, there are a few practical things you can do to prepare, focus, and protect your energy so you aren't completely drained at the end of the day. According to Annette Grant, introverts can develop a strong leadership presence by focusing on five physical things. Balance, eye contact, vocal resonance, smooth gestures, and intentional movement. I'll share a link to the full article with more details on those things in the show notes. In another article, Annette Grant recommends a few mental things to focus on when speaking to a large group. Get to the point, use imagery, get into a rhythm, make sure the content is relevant, and use active voice. If you want to read more about these mental focus points, I'll share a link to that article in the show notes. Number six, take time to reflect. Take time after teaching each week, whether it's at the end of the day or the end of the week, to reflect and plan for the following week. Introverts may take more time to process things than those who are more extroverted, but often it's because we're sifting through all the details, things we observed, conversations we had, etc. Build time for this mental processing into your weekly routine. One thing I started doing at the beginning of 2020 is keeping a teaching journal. I just jot down my reflections for each month in a notebook in Evernote. This journal is a place for me to write down my reflections, things I learned, things I've discovered, things my students discovered. I don't necessarily have something to write down every week, but I have a few entries from each month so far this year and a way going forward to capture my favorite teaching stories and document the music teaching and learning process as it unfolds. What is this reflective practice for you? To recap, here's that list of survival tips once more. Number one, work alone before teaching. Number two, look for opportunities to connect. Number three, be honest but kind. Number four, take time to be quiet. Number five, focus on your physical presence and speech. And number six, take time to reflect. How do you manage being an introvert in an extroverted world? What are your best tips for teachers? I'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening today. For written notes, related links, and more information on today's topic, visit ashleydanu.com slash fieldnotes. You can find me on Instagram at ashleydanu and at ashleydanublog on Facebook. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much if you'd leave a review in Apple Podcasts. This will help others discover this content in the future. Plus, I'd love to hear what you like about the series and if there's anything specific you'd like to hear more of in the future. 
Again, thanks so much for tuning in today. See you next time.